You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hi, guys. What's up? I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about meditation. This is one of my freaking favorite topics ever. I feel like not that many people really get it. And a lot of people have questions about this. So I'm really hoping today I can articulate it for you in a way that's simple for your brains to understand that you can leave this conversation having a good grasp on what meditation is, why we do it, and how you're going to do it. I think I have something real good for you guys today. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited too. So let's start off by just getting super clear on what meditation even is. There are a lot of opinions and thoughts about meditation, a lot of ideas, things that we've seen on the internet, but We're just going to get really factual. I'm going to just read you the Webster definition of what meditation is. It says this, to think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting for religious or spiritual purposes or as a method of relaxation. So some people hear the word meditation and they're like, eh, no thanks. (laughs) I'm out. It's because they think that meditation is something that it's not. I think that when you hear that, a lot of people think that meditation is clearing your mind of all your thoughts. Y'all, I don't even think that's possible. (laughs) Have you ever done that? I've never been able to like clear my mind. Like I don't have a nothing box I can go to in my brain. I always have something going on up there. I kind of think that's like how our human brain is supposed to work. But honestly, I don't know the science behind that. But I've never had that that, um, experience. And so for me, that is not meditation. But as you read that definition from Webster's Dictionary, it says to think deeply or carefully about something. To think deeply. That doesn't mean to get rid of thoughts, right? It means to, it doesn't mean to clear your thoughts. It means to think deeply on your thoughts. I just wanted to like debunk that myth that we have to like get rid of everything out of our brain. If we have to do that, I'm out too. (laughs) I'm like, peace out. I can't figure that out. I want you guys to just like let go of this, this idea of meditation you have in your brain where you see Buddhist monks like in a temple meditating for like 10 hours a day, just like sitting there chanting Om Shanti Shanti, right? Well, that is a way that people have meditated. It isn't the only way to meditate. And it's definitely not the way that I use meditation. So let's get really clear. Meditation is simply thinking deeply or carefully about something or focusing your mind for religious or spiritual reasons. Both of these are so important and so good. And I'm going to teach you how to make these part of your life. Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to focus our thoughts and think deeply or carefully? Why do we need to focus our mind on religious or spiritual things? Well, folks, it's 2020 and we have a crap ton of stuff going on in our lives and in our world. We have a constant means of communication. We have constant entertainment. We are constantly bombarded with new information, new thoughts, new ideas, which y'all I think is like a freaking gift. I'm so grateful that we live in a time when we have all this information. I've learned so much because of it, but it gets really loud up there up there in your brain. So loud that we often numb out from all the noise. So loud that we aren't sure what we believe or think. So loud that we can't calm down. So loud that anxiety and depression is rising. We're so much more easily confused. Most of us, like so many of us, don't even know what we actually think and actually believe. This is really hard on our brain. And honestly, it's really hard on our body. 
things get so crazy in our brain that we just have to like go numb out and scroll on our phones or we have to like go numb out and drink or we have to go numb out and play video games, right? All of these things, these buffers that we're using to buffer from these negative emotions that we're feeling because we don't know what we're thinking or how to change our thoughts is because things are just loud. And that's one of the reasons I'm really passionate about meditation is because it quiets things down for us. It hushes the loud noise. It helps us see what we believe and see what we think and see if it's creating what we want. Meditation has always been so important. Like, I mean, we've seen it throughout. It's been around for thousands of years. We've always known that meditation is important. But but we're seeing such a strong push right now in society for more meditation, bring meditation into schools, all of those types of things, just because we've seriously never been this bombarded with information. Even just 30 years ago, think about this. People would go sit outside on their front porch on their rockers and they didn't have a phone. And that that meditation just happened naturally while they were rocking on a rocking chair. Every time the guys would go out and work, they didn't have headphones and listening to podcasts. And I'm not saying any of this is bad to have your phone or to listen to podcasts or whatever, but it just gets loud and we don't know how to calm down. And so many people don't know how to chill out. And so that's what I'm going to teach you today. I'm going to teach you how to chill out and I'm going to teach you how to get closer to your highest self, your spirit, or for me, closer to God. So for one, meditation is needed to help you see your thoughts, to help you choose intentional thoughts without all the chatter from the outside world, but from the inside. It's a process to help you calm down. It's a process to help you process your emotions. It is also a means to focus on spiritual matters. Many philosophies and religions believe that meditation is a means to reaching alignment with God. And right here, I just want to chime in and tell you, um, I, I personally believe I've studied a lot of different religions and a lot of different philosophies. I've read different spiritual texts. Um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so I've, I've studied a lot of religion. And what I've found is that almost every single thing that I've studied points towards meditation and asks us to meditate. It's just using different vocabulary. A lot of different religions, they're all teaching the same thing, just using different vocabulary. And that's same with, I'm going to use the word God today because that's what I believe in. That's the vocabulary I choose. I believe in God. And so I'm going to use that word. But if you are if you see it different, if you like a different word, if you resonate more with highest self or the universe or like whatever, please just just shift that and put that in there. And per, like every time I say God, you just put your word in there. I really think we're all actually a lot more on the same page than we think sometimes. So anyways, moving on. So a lot of these philosophies and religions, actually pretty much every single one I've studied, believes that meditation is a means for reaching alignment with God. Or coming into consciousness with God, becoming one with God. In yoga philosophy, it's called samadhi. Um, when you've reached the highest form of meditation, it's called samadhi and it means bliss or oneness with God. I just read a quote by a Mormon apostle and he quoted a Christian pastor. So we've got the Christians, we've got members of the Church of Jesus Christ who are Christian as well. We've got um, yoga philosophy. I've read about this in the Bhagavad Gita, which is Hindu. And he says this, this is what the quote is. He says, meditation is consciousness of God. It is the truest, highest 
achievement in human experience and is the supreme goal of human life. This is true religion. It is mental, spiritual experience of the highest order. So as you can see, like everyone's teaching it, we're all just using different words to describe it. That is what meditation is, is quieting the chatter, getting to better know our thoughts and analyze what they're creating for us and focusing our minds and heart on spiritual matters in order to become closer to the spiritual world and essentially closer to God. Next question is, okay, well, that sounds pretty good. Like, yeah, I could see myself needing to calm down a little bit. And yeah, like I'm on my phone too much and I probably buffer too much. It would be good to have a way to help me process my negative emotions so that I don't have to numb them out with negative things that aren't helping me. Right. And so but it's like, how do you do it? Like that is like the question I get. How do I do it? I get it, you guys. I have sat there and tried to meditate and I have felt weird with my eyes closed and just thought to myself, like, what am I doing? I get you. In fact, let me tell you a funny story. So the first time I ever tried to meditate, I was in a yoga class with my sister and I literally lost it. I was laughing so hard. I was like, you know, when you're trying to hold in your laughs and it makes it 10 times worse. I was resisting the laughter hard and it was definitely persisting. (laughs) I was like hyperventilating. The teacher was staring at us like, shut up, you little teenagers. Like you're being so disrespectful, which I was laughing even more at. But the whole point of me telling you this is I get it, you guys. I get you. If you feel like this is hard, I get it. But I'm going to teach you guys like the processes I found because I am you. I'm not somebody who's like naturally like introverted and quiet and like wants to be quiet all the time and in solitude like that's not me so I get I get you so I'm going to teach you my processes I'm going to tell you that they might look different than what yours look like or what you will want yours to look like but I just want to give you a glimpse into what I am doing and let you decide what you think and this is just something that I do and these are the things that I do and I suggest other people try it just simply because it worked well for me and so you can kind of decide So the definition states, I use meditation to accomplish different things at different times. I use meditation to get clear on my thoughts and I use meditation to get closer to God. So this is what it looks like. One, I write in a journal. This is probably, you guys, my favorite form of meditation. I love writing in my journal. I love to get into a quiet space and then free write. Do you guys know what free writing is? It's where you just sit down and you start writing your thoughts. You just get them all out on paper. Everything you're thinking, you just write it all out. And I get all these thoughts out on my paper and then I just start to analyze and think really deeply, like what is that creating for me? You wrote on your paper that you are struggling with your relationship with your child or your husband. What is that creating? What would you rather think? And I just get it all out there and getting it on paper really helps me to see what's actually happening in my brain. I feel like I'm somebody who my brain moves fast and I have a lot going on up there. And so this form of meditation has seriously been such a gift to me. And I really want to invite you guys, get a journal, write. You don't have to prompt. You don't have to do anything. Just get those thoughts out on paper. That will help you clear the chatter. It'll help you see what the chatter is. It'll help you calm down. The other way that I use my journal to meditate, and honestly, this has been one of the most, oh, I can't even explain it, like such a spiritual gift that 
I have found in writing in my journal to get closer to God. This has been such a meditative practice that has helped me so much. So again, I go in solitude. I get away from everyone. I get away from the distractions and I write my thoughts and my prayers out. I I like to write my prayers out. That's something that I do. I write my thoughts, my dreams, my desires, my concerns. I write when I feel out of alignment with with God and I just write it all out. And then I just be still and I listen. I don't do anything. I just sit there for like two minutes maybe at the most. I just sit there. And then I write any thoughts that come to my mind. And for me, I believe that this is a way that I have received a lot of answers to prayers from God. David O. McKay stated that meditation is one of the most secret, most sacred doors through which we pass into the presence of the Lord. And through that practice of writing in my journal, writing out my prayers, listening, and then just writing the thoughts that come into my mind, I have found that that quote to be very true. So writing in my journal is one of the ways I meditate. Another way that I meditate, which is completely different and totally not the same at all, but is still a form of meditation, is I go on walks or I go running or I practice a yoga flow because I have found that concentration on repetitive movements helps me calm down a lot. It clears my mind of distractions, helps me see what's really going on. And when the chatter clears, it leaves room for new thoughts and thoughts from heaven to connect to me. So when I'm on a walk and I just get in that rhythm, it's similar in a flow class. You get in that rhythm with the breath and you're just moving, concentrating on repetitive movements. All of a sudden, a lot of the thoughts in your mind start to, to calm down. They hush up a little bit. And then new thoughts, the empowering ones, the ins- expansive thoughts, the good thoughts from that I believe come from up above <laughs> um, start to pour in. And so I love to use movement, dancing, walking, running, yoga flow, breath to calm down. To, to meditate. And I'm going to talk a little bit more on that breath one because that's another form of meditation for me. So in yoga, it's called pranayama. It means breath or energy work. And when I feel any type of negative emotion, especially is when I use this one. If I'm having a lot of negative emotions, I really try to harness in on my breath. When I'm worked up, I practice breath work. Our breath is energy. And when we breathe long, deep, intentional breaths, it's a tool that will help calm your nervous system enough so that you're able to start calming that chatter in your brain. If you're someone (laughs) like me who sits down to meditate and just kind of feels all over the place, I really, really want to encourage you to practice intentional breathing. I have an IGTV video that I've created for you guys that I'm going to be um, releasing soon. And it's all about different breathing breathing techniques to help you calm down that will help you. Breathing is a great introduction into a meditative meditation practice. Just practicing breathing long, deep inhalations and long, deep exhalations will still your mind and it will calm your physical nervous system enough so you can get clear on what's going on up in your brain, but also so that you can commune with God. I, I really like to think like the big man upstairs is real respectful and he won't talk over you. So we've got to hush things going on up there. I'm not telling you to get rid of all your thoughts. I'm just saying like, let's quiet them a little bit. Sometimes they get really loud. We're just quieting just a bit. 
Okay, so the third form of meditation that I practice, and this is the one I teach at yoga a lot, is just sitting or lying down. I turn on quiet music or um meditation sounds. So like sound bowl, the gong, I freaking love the gong. If you guys ever have an opportunity to go do sound meditation, I highly, highly encourage you to do it. (laughs) I love using the gong. Anyways, turning on something quiet and laying there and just being still. You guys, I know we're just doing the same thing over and over, right? We're just calming down. We're quieting down because things just get so loud in our brain that we can't even hear ourselves, our true selves. We don't even hear our intuition. We don't hear our spirit guiding. We don't hear our truest selves. We don't hear God. So we're just quieting down so that we can hear That is the whole purpose. And just laying down or sitting there and just stilling my mind and being quiet. In my yoga training, we were taught that the path to true meditation or oneness with God includes practicing breath, focusing, concentrating, and then ultimately being so aligned that you are connected. And that feels like bliss. You're connected with God. And that is that is why I kind of practice all of these at different times, because sometimes I need the breath. Sometimes I just need to focus on repetitive motions. Sometimes I just need to lay there and be still. So these are all different ways you can meditate. And you guys, there's like a million more. These are just the ones that I have found that have worked really well for me. In fact, creating, this just came to my mind. I don't even have this on my notes or anything, but creating is another form of meditation for me. When I sit down and I get in a flow and the creative juices start flowing and I'm in that that energy where like everything's just flowing freely and I'm putting new ideas out into the world that creating is is another form for me of meditation when I write these podcasts I feel like I get almost like in this meditative state because I'm creating my brain's just like moving freely and flowing freely and there's not a lot of resistance happening so yeah these are some of the ways you can meditate these are my processes Maybe sit down and think like, what would work for me? What do I think my processes are going to look like? Am I somebody who has a hard time calming down? Am I going to need to add breath into my practice? Am I somebody who needs to move my body to get myself to calm down a little bit? Am I going to start with exercise? These are things you can ask yourself. So maybe you're like, yeah, okay, I need this, Megan. (laughs) I often feel overwhelmed and stressed. I'm I'm struggling. I have big emotions and I need to calm down and I need to connect with God. And I want to experience this bliss that you keep describing. But like, how do you do this? Like, how do I actually make this a part of my everyday regular life? Because real life here, cue Megan with two kids and one on the way and a million things to do. Running businesses has so much going on right now in my life. There my my real life isn't that conducive to a lot of quiet time by myself right especially like if i have to meditate all day in a buddhist temple like that's not going to work here in 2020 nevada so but this is what's great it doesn't have to it really doesn't have to and i'm not just like saying this like but it really doesn't have to you can develop a meditative practice in your life and it doesn't even have to be that big of a deal so first thing i want you to know is that your meditations can be however long you want that means some of you might meditate for two minutes if your name is megan you meditate for three (laughs) even though you've been meditating for five years you still don't meditate probably for more than 10 minutes at the most like i i don't 
do long meditations, but some people do and maybe you will. But for me and the stage of life I'm in, I keep them short and that works for me. So even that two minutes, man, you guys, it does so much. It's so worth it. Just take the two minutes and do it. Okay. Another thing that you need to know is you don't have to empty your thoughts. We already told you this, but what the crap does that even mean? I've never experienced, I can't go into the land of nothing. I've tried. It just doesn't work for me. If it works for you, that's freaking awesome. But you don't have to do that. In fact, I was just talking to my sister-in-law, Tylee, about this. And she was telling me, because we've been meditating together because we work out together and then we do a meditation at the end. And she was telling me that her meditations truly are just prayers. And she just prays and opens up her heart for guidance and directions. Like you guys, it doesn't have to be crazy. Like it doesn't have to be like, okay, what are my thoughts? Like she just says a prayer and then opens her heart up for any answers or guidance or anything that she needs um, direction on. So the first thing I want you guys to do is I want you to prioritize this. Now I know this seems basic and it's because it is, but it's important. For me, this is my number one need. Connecting to me, quieting down, seeing what's going on up there, praying, listening for answers from heaven, connecting with heaven and connecting with my own thoughts every day is super, super important. (laughs) It comes before everything. It comes before working out. It comes before um, hanging out with my husband. It comes before taking care of kids. This is a number one priority for me. If that's how I feel about it, I have to put it first. Like I have to prioritize it and I have to make it happen. And your brain will want to find all the things that are so important that feels like should come before them. But I will tell you to just gently remind your brain that you're good, that you've set your priorities. And so you do this every day. And then I would tell you after you prioritize it to be flexible. (laughs) And that feels counterintuitive. I know. Every day I do this in the morning, but guess what? On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I teach yoga and I have to wake up at four something in the morning. And at four in the morning, it's really hard for me. I usually fall asleep if I try to meditate at that time. So today I got done with yoga. I had a meeting until like 930. And then at 10, I did a workout and I did my meditation then. And that's perfect. That's completely fine. I Just because I didn't do it first thing in the morning, I'm flexible, right? But I still prioritize it. It still happens. It needs to happen. The next thing, number two, that I would tell you is to pick a time and a place. So like I said, every morning I sit in the same chair, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, (laughs) Tuesday, Thursday, do not, but all the other days I sit in the same chair in my kitchen and I do my quiet meditation time. I write in my journal. I take some time to just be quiet by myself and prepare myself for the day. I set an intention for my day, which is what is the intended outcome I want for today. And I set that intention. I find gratitude. I practice gratitude. And I do it in the same place every single day. The other place that I do my meditations on Tuesdays and Thursdays and often all the days because I work out and then I just do one again after is I lay on my yoga mat after my workout. My little yoga mat is my safe meditation space that I love so much. And some people create a meditation space like that's like just for that in their home. Like they have like a meditation corner, like maybe one's by your bed or like maybe you have a little workout area and you can like create a little sanctuary for you to meditate. And I would love to do that, but my house is like less than 900 square feet. So that ain't happening right now. But If you have space, I would totally suggest like create a little space that is like 
sacred to you, your sacred little space. I love to lay on my yoga mat outside in the sun and meditate outside. I love to meditate meditate outside. And you guys, like, it can honestly be awful sometimes because, like, if there's bugs or something, like, it's not always, like, lovely. But most of the time, oh, I love meditating outside. It's so peaceful and so expansive and open. Maybe you choose to go to a yoga class and participate in Shavasana, which is corpse pose at the end of class. It really doesn't matter. You just need to pick a time and a spot and then be flexible. (laughs) And then I would suggest maybe if you're like me, making a playlist with songs that calm you down. Songs. Some people just like to have background music. I'm that person because, hi, I my brain never stops. So I like to have a little bit of background noise as I as I quiet down. But I like it to be quiet or I sometimes like louder music, but I don't like it to be like really like distracting music. So when I'm being really so when I'm being really intentional and purposeful, I like to light a candle and make my space really meaningful, like put plants around me and pictures of things that I love. Um, I usually have oils, essential oils, just reminders of the energy that I want to create. Um, I like to make it feel really good. So next, I would tell you that some days you're going to lay there and you ain't going to feel a thing. (laughs) And that's just real life. It is not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be fun. Sometimes my kids bang on my door. Sometimes I lay there and nothing. Like I just feel like, why am I laying here? Why am I laying here? And I have a really hard time calming down enough to actually get anywhere with it. And that's okay. It is totally okay. That is just part of it. But what happens is other days, the heavens open and you'll experience new thoughts. You'll have breakthroughs. You'll have so many breakthroughs, emotional breakthroughs. You'll have spiritual breakthroughs and it will all happen in these quiet moments. You guys, it is so worth it. You will get answers. You will feel expanded. And as you grow and you take the time to do this, that expansive energy will just like become a part of you. Another piece of advice I want to give you is to turn off your phone. (laughs) Get away from it. Get away from any major distractions. Go away in solitude. I love Jesus did this all the time. He went away in solitude. After um, being a guest with Peter, he was found alone in solitude. And after feeding the 5,000, he went into the mountains alone for solitude. After he gave this sermon on the mount, what did he do? He went in solitude in communion with God. So give yourself this gift. Your brain might hate it at first. In fact, I would expect your brain to hate it at first. (laughs) It will feel uncomfortable. First of all, it's uncomfortable to like put yourself first sometimes. Like you're going to be like, my kids need me. My kids need me. My social media. I need to check my phone. Like you're going to have all these thoughts and you're going to be like, this is uncomfortable. And just tell your tender, sweet brain that it's okay. And that all is well and that you'll get used to it. And it will be easier to go once the chatter starts to hush. Something else I want you to know is sometimes, very often, I see this a lot as a yoga teacher, um, that being with our thoughts opens up some old unresolved wounds. It opens up past hurts and current hurts and But it's all in the name of healing them. And it's all in the name of healing them in a really safe space, which is really good. So it's really normal to have big emotions during meditation. I would not be, don't, 
feel like something's wrong with you if you cry or if you are laughing or if you have big emotions rise. Sometimes what we do is it's like a beach ball. We have these emotions and we we have a negative emotion and we shove it down into the water, the beach ball, right? And you're like holding it down. Well, what I like to think is like meditation is like a gentle way of bringing it back up out of the water into the light. But the thing is, is if you don't do it in a meditation, it's going to come up. It's like something crazy will happen in your life and you'll like lose grip of pushing that negative emotion down and that beach ball will come up and it will splash everything around it and it will cause big ruckus. But when we when we do it with meditation, when we bring those old wounds and those old negative emotions up slowly and in a safe space, calm place with God aligned, they come up easy and slow and so that we can bring them into the light so that we can process them and heal from them and move forward from them so that we really can take the time and the effort to achieve what we want in our life. So you can focus on things that make you feel good and truly release your past pain. So so that's one of the the things that might happen as you as you start this meditation journey and, and just you're going to have to tell your brain like this is okay, like this negative emotions rising and that's okay. I'm going to feel it a little bit. And then you're going to have to process it. And another part of a meditation practice is often processing emotions. It's laying there and saying right now I feel angry. And when we process emotions, y'all, it looks like naming it, giving it a color and accepting and surrendering to it, saying this is sadness. This is grief and letting that grief wash over us and saying, I accept you grief like you're here and that's okay. What's crazy, you guys, is once you start to resist those negative emotions and you push that beach ball down, man, that beach ball wants to come up so bad and it wants to make a big splash. But as you accept them and surrender to the emotion and surrender to that negative feeling and just say like, this is what's happening and that's okay. All of a sudden, those negative emotions start to dissipate and we can actually heal from them. So good. Okay. What do you guys think? Do you want to try this? Here's the thing. You're going to have better health if you do this. I I am like such a strong advocate for meditation because seriously, you're going to increase your spiritual health. You're going to increase your mental health. You're going to increase your emotional health. And it's proven all over the place, you guys, that even increases your physical health. Everything is freaking connected. It is going to be good for you on every level. When we talked about our last podcast about taking care of our needs, this is my number one need because it takes care of me spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. It is so good for you. Okay. So you're going to set up your space. You're going to prioritize this and you're not going to let anything get in the way and you're going to be flexible and then you're going to answer your brain back when your brain's like, I don't want to be flexible or uh, I have other things that I need to do. You're going to answer your brain back. You're going to say, nope, brain, I am going to do this. Nothing has gone wrong. And then you are going to remember that clearing your mind is not necessary. You are going to remember that processing emotions is necessary. (laughs) You're going to open your heart and expand yourself to new thoughts and open yourself to revelation, to guidance, to direction, to inspiration from God. And you're going to open yourself up to a closer communion with him and a closer communion and a calmer sense of self. So when you're aligned with God, you guys, let me tell you what happens. You will be abundant. You will feel abundant. Abundance feels like certainty, like confidence, like courage. Abundance feels like your work is just flowing freely through you. You feel at peace. You move with grace and ease. You don't have to fight for things. You're not competitive. You're just moving with ease. 
And when you use meditation, when you do meditation, it gets you closer to that. It gets you closer to grace and ease. It gets you further from anxiety, further from fear, further from stress, more into faith, more into grace, more into ease, more into peace. So you seriously can see that meditation gets you closer to God and then it enhances every single part of your life. Make this a priority and I seriously watch your freaking life change. I want to end with a little quote on meditation. It says this, this is from David O. McKay. Meditation is the language of the soul. It is defined as a form of private devotion or spiritual exercise, consisting in deep, continued reflection on some religious theme. Meditation is a form of prayer. Meditation is one of the most secret, most sacred doors through which we pass into the presence of the Lord. So you want to get closer to God. You want to gain better control over the things that are going through your brain. You want to calm down. You want to be more abundant. You want to exercise spiritually, essentially. Meditation, prayer, this is how we do it. So this is going to be fun. Your homework this week, y'all. This week, you are going to set up your space and you are going to schedule your meditation. And I want you to keep it short this week. You are going to say two minutes, right? Two minutes, two, three, five, whatever you can handle, whatever you want to do might change day to day. But you're going to set up your space and you're going to start meditating. And when your brain is like, this isn't working, I'm, you're going to say, hey, brain, <laughs> just like how one day after physically exercising, I don't see any changes in my body. Just like that, one day of spiritual exercise like this, you're not going to see much difference. You're going to have to to be patient. Just like with every goal, everything we talk about on this podcast is that patient and pressing through even when the results aren't there yet and believing that this exercise is going to get you what you want, which is a a better spiritual practice and a better spiritual sense of self. You're going to have to give it some time. So you guys, I know you can do this. Meditation is going to change your life and you need to tell me how it's changing your life. And I'm probably going to put a million posts up about meditation because it has changed my life. And so share with me everything that you're gaining. I want to know all about it. Share with me. If this helped you understand meditation better, let me know. And if you have any questions, message me because I can I could go on for like six more days about this. If you liked this podcast, you guys, will you share it with your friends? Will you go subscribe to my podcast? Will you leave a review? That kind of stuff, you guys. Like, I love making this podcast. So whether you do it or not, I'm gonna keep doing it. But it helps so much. So if you love it, leave a review. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Getting Mindful with Megan. See ya.